and welcome back to Deep Shit Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me in my second episode of the isolation series. I hope everyone's doing good and pouring on in these challenging times. Today I'm going to talk about white privilege and I've been thinking quite a lot about privilege in general the last couple of weeks because it does look a little different during times like this. I am very aware that I have the privilege to be able to work from home. I have the time to homeschool my son and to play with him. I have the time to watch Netflix if I want to, to have an app if I want to, I have access to healthcare. So I think it's important for us to remember this and if and when we're able to, to lend a hand to those who don't have the privilege that we may have. I wanted to talk about white privilege for a while. I think white privilege can be seen as an awkward thing to talk about. It shouldn't be, we should be talking about it. It doesn't mean for white people that we haven't dealt with hardship at all, but it does mean that the color of our skin doesn't make one of the things, that isn't one of the things that makes it harder. And it is a result of historic and enduring racism, which is designed to oppress people of color. And that's what we need to accept. So here's a little checklist of if we actively benefit from white privilege. So if we are the dominant representation in all media, so social media, TV programs, books, if no one questions our citizenship often, so where are you from? Uh, if products are designed for us specifically, so hair care, skin care, things like that, if we don't get harassed for existing in public locations, and that can be as little as getting stared at walking down the street. If we have inherited power and wealth, and this is an interesting one to think about. I mean, I can see it in my own life. Like I set up a business with my dad, he was able to help I where I live. This is all white privilege. If people at work look like you, and if actions aren't perceived as those of all your race. We generally don't need to tread carefully the way we behave and conduct ourselves in public. So that is something that we really need to consider. There's some facts and figures that I really want to share with you here when we're talking about privilege. So one in five black households are likely to live in persistent poverty in the UK. The households that are more likely to rent social housing are headed by someone in the African, Caribbean, Bangladeshi, Irish and Arab groups. Black men in the UK are three and a half times more likely to get arrested than white men. In the general adult population, Black women are the most likely to have experienced a common mental disorder like anxiety or depression in the last week and black men are the most likely to have experienced a psychotic disorder in the last year. And in 2016, 18% of the non-medical NHS workforce were from an ethnic minority group but only 7% of very senior managers and 11% of senior managers were from an ethnic minority group. This data is taken from the UK Race Disparity Audit of 2017. So it's fairly recent. 
Also, and a very serious one is that black women are five times more likely to die in childbirth. It's 2020. We need to get to work. We needed to get to work years ago. So I'm just going to share with you six ways that we can show up to our white privilege in our everyday lives. Number one, speak up. So if we're really serious about this and we really want to make change and equality is intersectional, we need to speak up and we need to speak to other white people. We are the people that need to learn. We live in a system that was built to benefit us and we control the system. So it's really up to us and that doesn't need to be scary. It doesn't need to be angry and shouting, but we do need to keep doing it. Number two, listen and amplify. So we need to be ready to listen. We're going to learn every day. There's going to be awkward conversations, but we need to show up and listen. We need to amplify the voices of colour. So that means buying books from authors of colour, watch TV with representation, read books to your children with representation. That's a really important one. And buy from artists of colour. These are a couple of things that you can do. Being anti-racist. It's not enough to say that you're not racist. We need less standing on the sidelines. Being not racist is standing and watching something and not actively opposing it. Not being active can suggest that their defense doesn't warrant a response and that's not enough. We need to be actively anti-racist. Number four, confront all injustice. We need to get comfortable with speaking up when you're not all right with someone's attitude and behavior. Simply allowing the communicator to know that it makes you feel uncomfortable, that's all it takes. Maybe express surprise that the communicator isn't more open-minded and ask questions why someone feels like it's okay to have this mindset or to act this way or have this attitude. Number five, recognize your privilege. Privilege, put really simply, is the absence of racism. It's not negative, it's we haven't received something extra, but everyone has the right to be able to live in any neighborhood they can afford, to be able to shop in any shop without being scrutinized, to interact with law enforcement without fearing for their lives, and in recognizing this, we can start the work. And number six, really commit. Live your anti-racism. Racism. Racism. I can't even say racism. Damn it. Live your anti-racism. Read anti-racism books and articles. Listen to the podcasts. Follow people on social media who amplify anti-racism rights. Put yourself in spaces where you can learn. I'm going to tag people that I follow and on social media and the books that I read a couple offhand. Um, Renée Lodge, Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. That's a really powerful book. Emma DeBerry, Don't Touch My Hair. Uh, Leila Saad, Me and White Supremacy. Um, White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. There are a couple of books that I would really recommend that you buy now and read them and learn from them. And then in the comments, I'm gonna put some social media handles that are really useful to, to follow and really good educators for white privilege 
and how we can contribute to a truly more equal society. So I also wanted to say that there's so much to explore in terms of white privilege and it's really hard to pack into a 10 minute podcast. I have really narrowed it down to these six points to be clear and to be able to help you move forward in accepting our privilege and working together to have the conversations and to contribute to a truly equal society. And that's not gonna happen today or tomorrow, but all the little things that we can do for people. And I can see it every day. I coach women every week who have to work twice, three times, five times, 10 times harder than we do to get where they need to be. So we really, really need to wake up and show up and put the work in. So thank you for listening. Um, Please reach out with any comments, with any further reading that I can do, any educating that I can do. And please start the conversation. Um, It's something that we really need to do as white people. And yeah, we got to do it. So thank you so much. If anyone would like to get in touch for a one-to-one coaching session, please do that too. I'm offering free sessions at the moment. And yeah, look after yourself. Use this time wisely. And I will check in with you next week. Thank you.